Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Matter of the Heart, where we bring you heartfelt, educational, and positive stories, all to elevate your spirit. I am your host, Carol, and we always welcome you, uh, listeners, to listen to the Matter of the Heart. And you can check out the website, uh, www.thematteroftheheart.com. The topic of of um, of today's show is the science of subtle energy. And certainly we're gonna delve into it with Eric Thompson, who's certainly done a lot of research on this as well. And he has spent over, I believe over 10 years, Eric, is that correct? Yeah, a decade. Okay. And he has spent re- over 10 years uh, researching and developing subtle energy uh, technology. He's also the founder of Subtle Energy Services. So we welcome you to the show, um, Eric. Thank you, Carol. I appreciate you uh, inviting me. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. You know what? Thanks, Eric. And uh, I was reading Einstein uh, quote, everything in life is vibration. Does that connect to your services? Well, sure. Um, you know, uh, it's it's interesting with that quote. Um, well, generally, what's attributed to Einstein is the idea that matter and energy are equivalent. Uh, e equals mc squared is simply says that that uh, matter and energy are equivalent, and so out of that has come this uh, modern day uh, statement, uh, everything is energy. Mm-hmm. And what I would add to that is everything is in energy and information, mm-hmm. uh, right? So it's not, uh, in, other, in other words, energy has structure and that structure is related to information. In fact, in today's uh, physics, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, uh, the uh, data from information science has been integrated into physics to describe what's happening with with the subatomic world in terms of information, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the interesting things about uh, the E equals MC squared is essentially uh, one way to interpret that would be essentially if you take all the matter in the universe, and you speed it up to the velocity of light squared, mm-hmm. it, it is, it's equivalent to energy, right? It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's pure energy. But what happens if we take all that pure energy and we want to reverse the process mm-hmm. uh, so that it becomes matter again? What differentiates that energy into trees into the carbon uh, atom Mm -hmm. uh, or the carbon molecule. What Mm -hmm. differentiates that matter into water or into oxygen? Mm -hmm. Uh, And essentially that's information, right? right? Um, So one of the things that uh, we've discovered, it's not a new concept that's been around for a long time, is that essentially Everything is not just energy, but it's information. And you can 
uh, using various types of methods, it is possible to, um, for lack of a better word, to extract that informational signature mm -hmm. uh, from, uh, for an intention or a substance, say, like a nutritional supplement like ashwagandha. Right. We can extract that energetic signature, that informational signature. We can do that digitally. Mm -hmm. and, and then we can amplify that signal so that it becomes very powerful and then encode that into digital media such that when you use that digital media on your electro electronic devices, like um, you said, uh, we have an app that has uh, the ashwagandha signature embedded in it. And part of that is a simple uh, energetically encoded digital picture that you set as the wallpaper on your phone. Right. And it automatically, once it's set as the wallpaper, paper, mm -hmm. it starts to emit the energetic or informational signature of Ashwagandha. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. Um, uh, fascinating. Um, yeah, so that's basically what we do. Right. And um, the, the, the basic idea that it's based on has a firm foundation in uh, relativity and quantum physics. Right. Well, of course, you uh, you uh, have the uh, subtle <clears throat> subtle energy services, and subtle to me is something that maybe we don't we can't see, uh, such as maybe uh, chi or kundalini or um, something else, prana. But you mentioned that energy has structure. Does subtle energy, such as the ones I just mentioned, have structure? Sure. Uh, so it's an interesting. Um topic you bring up there uh, regarding chi, prana, kundalini. Right. Uh, if you read in various types of uh, literature, whether it's a new thought or new age or uh, Eastern philosophy, uh, a lot of the Western and sometimes the, the Eastern uh, authors will equate, uh, they'll say prana, chi, Kundalini, mm -hmm. orgone energy, tachyon energy, they're all the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that they're, um, from my research, that's actually not true. They're, the, the information that structures each of them is slightly different. Um, now, you could say that they're all uh, aspects of subtle energy. Mm -hmm. They're all part of the same spectrum of subtle energy. But to say they are exactly the same thing, turns out, uh, in my research, that doesn't appear to be the case. So we've uh, done various experiments where we've uh, captured very accurate signatures, say for prana, one, right. for, one for tachyon energy, one for orgone energy. Mm -hmm. And once you capture those signatures and amplify them uh, significantly mm -hmm. and uh, use those signatures, it turns out they have a very, they each have very different uh, 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 qualities. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, well, for example, chi can be much more uh, at very high amplitude. Uh, okay. It can be much more difficult for the body to uh, integrate really high amplified chi because it it's a uh, it puts a, a certain stress on the nervous system. And, to, you know, okay, to adjust to it, Eric. To adjust to it. Right, whereas prana, the body can hold more. Mm -hmm. um, tachyon energy has a certain tactile 
sensation to it. Um, mm -hmm. But when I say that, it's a subtle, it's a subtle, it's not a physical tactile, it's a subtle tactile sensation to it that the others don't have. Uh, so, um, essentially, yes, they're all part of the same subtle energy spectrum. They're, they're all uh, gradations of subtle energy, but it turns out they're not at all exactly the same thing. They're um, the information that makes up each of these subtle energetic gradations is um, slightly different. The, the structure is slightly different. So it has okay. slightly different effects. And it turns out, right. the working, um, my working model for what life force energy is, it's, it's a spectrum of subtle energies that include things like tachyon, orgone energy, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Elan Vital, uh, um, Prana, Chi, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but um, so it includes all those, and yet, and it probably includes uh, gradations of subtle energy that are so fine they haven't actually ever been scientifically studied or even mentioned in the literature. Okay. So it, life force energy is, is that it's, it's a lot more to it than even the literature or the science there uh, to this point has really touched on. Well, could it ever be defined? Is it such an infinite source of life that it's yeah, hard to explain question. it in words? Uh, yeah, that's a great <laughs> question. Um, I, I think that we'll, there will be certain types of um, uh, instruments that don't pick up the energy per se directly, but can pick right. up its effects on the human body mm -hmm. to let us know whether or not life force energy is present. So, mm -hmm. in other words, um, so say, for example, say a certain uh, uh, gradation of that life force spectrum uh, is present and uh, around a human body. Right. That human body will, uh, and there might be a, an instrument that can pick up the effects mm -hmm. of that on the human body mm -hmm. um, without actually picking up the energy itself directly. Mm -hmm. And we, we do have instruments who can do that, uh, you know, that are simple as like HRV, we know the subtle energy, uh, has effects on the heart rate variability, uh, the bio well, which is gas discharge visualization. Mm -hmm. um, that's my understanding is that's picking up on the um, bio photonic discharges uh, right. in, in the fingertips. And uh, so that's going to pick up a gradation of this life force energy, uh, but it's not necessarily picking up the entire spectrum, but it's enough to tell us that it's present, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and at what strength it's present. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, biophotons technically are actually not within the subtle energy spectrum. They are within the physical energy spectrum, but we know that they're, uh, they're affected by mm -hmm. energy. So we can use biophotonic imaging as a way of 
sensing the presence of subtle energy on human biology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to get to um, Eric some of the results and the evidence, but pr- prior to that, uh, on a spiritual plane, uh, do you, what's your insight? Do you think life force is our spirit? Life force and spirit. Um, so my this is a, a, a very um, I think that there. This is a, a very profound question. Mm-hmm. Um, is life force energy consciousness itself? Right. Um, I would. I, I'm going to give a a qualified answer of yes and no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So how I would explain that is. So as I said, I I've been around. Um, people who emit very high levels of life force energy. Okay. Um, I have uh, worked with these signatures a lot Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. in meditation and in my work. And um, they definitely are related to consciousness, Mm -hmm. but to say they are the same thing is, it's a kind of subtle reductionism, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, one of the uh, critiques in uh, neurobiology is that, uh, you know, neurobiology often what they want to say is that the brain produces consciousness. Right. Right. right? And so, if, that, if you're going to reduce consciousness to the brain, that's called mm-hmm. reductionism, right? Material, material right. reductionism. But if we reduce it to life force energy, that's reductionism too. Uh, it's just a subtle reductionism rather than mm-hmm. material reductionism, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you can say that they were, are related, they, are, they co-arise, but to say mm-hmm. they are exactly the same thing mm-hmm. is to, re, again, is to reduce consciousness to, to subtle energy. And what I would say is, although there's a correlation there, they're probably not the same thing. And one of the ways um, that we can demonstrate that is um, you can demonstrate it as it regards material reductionism by, uh, right. by using language. So if you've ever had a profound experience in meditation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We know that there are things going on in the brain, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's been studies done on a meditation where they show that during the first stages of meditation, the left prefrontal cortex tends to go silent. Right. And then the right prefrontal cortex will go silent. And then the whole right cortex will tend to go silent. And then that that activity will eventually spill over into the left uh, hemisphere. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, so, but if I asked you to give me a first person description of that experience. What kind of language would you use? Mm-hmm. Would you say, well, my, uh, my, uh, my left, uh, you know, posterior right. went silent. Right. And, uh, and the left uh, prefrontal cortex also went silent. And no, you wouldn't do that. 
-hmm. You'd say I experienced profound peace, mm -hmm. profound connection. Mm -hmm. uh, all sense of self completely disappeared. There was no self-awareness present whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. um, none of that is third-person language. All of science is third-person language, right? Mm -hmm. When I talk about the posterior lobe, the occipital lobe, uh, the, the left prefrontal cortex, that's all third-person language. But the only way to describe the experience of meditation is through first-person language. Well, it's no different with subtle energy. We're still, you know, when we talk about prana, that's third-person language, right? Um, it's, it's not first-person language. Um, they are not, if they were the same thing, you could talk about, uh, you could, t if, if consciousness was subtle energy, right. then you could uh, talk about consciousness completely in, th in third person terms mm -hmm. and it would completely capture the experience, but you can't mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because the third person and the first person um, correlates of subtle energy and consciousness are, they're not the same thing. If they were, mm -hmm you'd be able to speak of them as though they were the same, but you can't, mm -hmm. you can't do it. You have to use two different sets of language. And so they're correlated. We say they co-arise. So there is uh, something um, that is uh, co-arising with subtle energy that gives rise to consciousness. Mm -hmm. But to say that subtle energy is consciousness, uh, you can't say that without all kinds of philosophical problems and essentially getting into reductionism. Okay, got it. Um, I was looking at a few of the websites and I saw, which I found fascinating, some of the diagrams with the colors, you know? Uh-huh. And, um, and I forgot what they're called, um, but I did write it down somewhere. Um, Eric, the, um, the, uh, the, well, first of all, what is the bioenergetic field? So there's, there's, um, there's going to be different definitions of what that means, depending on what you're drawing from. Right. If you're drawing from a purely scientific context, right. um, that's going to be a, a field that's purely physical, that's produced, uh, that's electromagnetic okay. in nature, right. and uh, can be measured in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Uh, in science, that's going to include the brain waves and it's going to include the heart waves because mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. both produce electromagnetic right. field. Right. Uh, the heart produces an electromagnetic field, as you probably know, it's many times more powerful than the, that produced by the brain. Right. And it can be read by a magnetometer up to eight feet away from a human mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. So when science talks about a biofield, that's what it's talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Um, but when maybe a healer, or someone in one of the uh, spiritual traditions is talking right. about the bioenergetic field. It's going. They're going to be talking. They're going to be talking about that and something else um, that essentially involves subtle energy. Energy that's so subtle, it's not currently included in mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. our known physics because it's too subtle to be detected directly. But mm -hmm. we have done. There's tons of science to show that it does exist because of its effects on human biology. That right. Well, that makes sense. Um, I can't help but... Science doesn't right. tend to get uh, accepted by the mainstream. Um, mm -hmm. 
because it's just it's it's too far outside the current scientific paradigm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though so a, ra um, a Reiki, yeah, a Reiki practitioner, Eric, are they working with that um, bioenergetic field? Sure, mm -hmm. sure they are. Um, and and uh, yeah, because there's, you know, it's one thing to capture the energetic signature of prana. It's another for someone to emit prana through their hands, because now that prana has been modified by their own field. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. and um, there's something extra <laughs> that comes from hands-on healing. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine uh, where she said that she's having knee problems, and her husband did perform Reiki on her legs, and mm -hmm. for about a half hour, and the pain went down by something like you know she said substantially. So I'm assuming 60, 70 percent. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, definitely, um, when you're talking about Reiki healing and other forms of pranic healing and so on, you're talking about the engagement of this bioenergetic field. Mm -hmm. Wow, there's so much to this. So if, as of today, uh, Eric, what would you like to see uh, transform with this? Well, um, you know, I don't have uh, my... My view and my attitude uh, um, on all of this has changed a lot. Where I am, I'm no longer trying to change the world mm -hmm. um, because that suggests pushing against. It also it suggests a slightly, a slight duality in the sense that it suggests that the world needs to be changed, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be the one who does it. And so there's me, and then this world that needs to be changed, mm -hmm. and uh, um, you know. Uh, this whole work for me is, is a spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. uh, and when we talk about non-dualism, mm -hmm. essentially we're talking about that we're all this one thing expressing itself in diverse forms. Um, so as I grow in consciousness, uh, my approach to all that has been, I'm not trying to change the world. I am just, I am just part of this consciousness expressing itself. And so, um, and uh, with that, I feel like that subtle energy has the capacity to revolutionize our technological world. There are many ways it can do it. It can re revolutionize health. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. We're still working on ways to do this, but I, I'm convinced that every, um, there's a subtle energetic solution for every ailment mm -hmm. known to man. Mm -hmm. And um, part of devising a system that would allow a kind of quantum intelligence system mm -hmm. to interact mm -hmm. with the human body such that uh, it could uh, interact with the human body in real time and make any adjustments. Uh, right. If there are pains in the body, if the HDL cholesterol is too high or whatever, that it can... Um, make uh, uh, intelligent decisions based on this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. intelligence that seems to be a part of the quantum field, mm -hmm. um, the quantum, the so-called quantum vacuum. Um, I think all that's kind of possible. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think it's possible to where um, uh, it seems to be that everything has an informational code to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
if we could develop a, a kind of quantum computer, mm -hmm. um, maybe different from the modern notion of quantum computers, but truly quantum um, in its essence, mm -hmm. where it can interface with this quantum field and interface with the informational signatures that are recorded innately of all things, all intentions in the quantum field and thereby administer those to humans in, uh, you know, through some sort of quantum intelligence rather than artificial intelligence. Oh, uh -huh, uh -huh. because it would be literally intelligence that's emanating from this source field that we're all connected to. Right. I think something like that is possible. Um, I don't know how far away that is. We're, we're working on, um, you know, beginning steps of something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it could solve a lot of issues for us in terms of health, mm -hmm. in terms of states of consciousness, peak performance. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there, uh, you know, it can solve the, the EMF problem, uh, the Wi-Fi problems. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think there's a whole, um, I think it's also possible eventually to where uh, we will be able to imprint uh, mm -hmm. in, in intention mm -hmm. um, quantum consciousness so to speak on into electrical circuits so that hmm. they intelligently rather than mm -hmm. uh, rather than using what we call artificial intelligence there's mm -hmm. actual quantum intelligence embedded into the circuitry mm -hmm. um, so uh, to add a real living element to our technology um, that is um, that integrates with with nature and mm -hmm. with our bodies rather than uh, works against it. Um, right, right. Well, that makes sense. Hippocrates, the father of natural medicine, you know. Um, so what I'm getting is that certainly that you're increasing the immune system so the body can heal itself. That's part of it. Yeah, that, that's part of it. Um, we have different apps there. Uh, they address different things. Now, you know, we don't have apps for all these different health conditions. Uh, okay. Uh, yet. I mean, we're, we, I never, I didn't start this company with the intention of becoming a, a health uh, related. Right. Partly because uh, uh, of the you know the the all the legal trouble can happen if you're if you're competing with pharmaceutical companies and right. uh, you have you're on the radar of the FDA. I, I I got into this business more. It was around states of consciousness of people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, then I started mm -hmm. to realize we could use this technology for health. Mm -hmm, how practical mm -hmm. that could be. Um, so a lot of our apps are more towards. Uh, uh, states of consciousness, peak states. Mm -hmm. um, we have apps that have nutritional signatures in them, like the energetic signature of ashwagandha, which I mentioned before. Right. We do have an app in there that actually strengthens the biophotons in the body. Mm -hmm. um, well, we just recently did an upgrade, and we've had feedback from people saying that they feel like their body's filled with light. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, and, and that in itself is going to have... Um, uh, a positive reinforcement of your health mm -hmm. and your immune system because mm -hmm. essentially when your biophotonic field is strong, right. your health tends to be very good.
Will it help the sleep patterns, such as getting uh, into a deeper, is it like a spiritual melatonin, you know, into a deeper, uh, you know, REM? It can. We, we, it can. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I said, the, the potential for the technology, I think, is um, it's uh, limited only to the imagination. Okay. We do have an app called Pineal Sleep Support, which mm-hmm. helps balance and stabilize the pineal gland and help release melatonin for sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to get a lot of, um, but it's more geared towards, um, it's not like a, a sleep aid necessarily to help you to fall asleep. It's mm-hmm. more designed to help you have a sound sleep once you are asleep. And uh, one of the things that we do get reports on with that is, is that people have very vivid dreams, and that would be principally because of its effect on the pineal gland. Oh, that's very interesting. Very vivid dreams. Wow. Mm. Uh, what wisdom would you like to share to the uh, to the listeners, Eric Thompson, about mm. your uh, your mission with this? It sounds wonderful. Well, uh, you know, my mission is with this. We're taking this technology mm-hmm. um, as far as we believe it can go, and we're doing mm-hmm. it out of just pure love and passion for what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, you know, uh, check us out at subtle.energy. That's S-U-B-T-L-E dot energy. And um, see if, if we're a good fit for you. You know, we're not trying to take over the world. We're not trying to... Um, uh, get as many customers as, as we can. We're, we're really focused on um, uh, customers who are, who are already mm-hmm. um, awake to the potential of this technology. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you yeah, know, give it a try and see, see what you think. We have a 90-day uh, money-back guarantee on all of our products. Um, Check it out. See if it's if it's a good fit for you. Also, that's very fair. A ninety day money back, you know, guarantee. That's extremely fair. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This is fascinating, Eric Thompson, the owner of Subtle Energy Services. Thank you very, very much. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, you've enlightened us for sure. And check out his website list. Definitely check it out. And uh, you've been listening to the Matter of the Heart. Well, actually, one quick thing, Eric. Does it affect the heart? <laughs> Does it open yes, up the absolutely. heart? Absolutely. Um, so we have a program called HeartWave 2.0, which right. uh, basically has different programs within it that uh, uh, the heart is multidimensional, so each of these different programs speaks right. to a certain aspect of the heart. We've mm-hmm. got one in there for the heart chakra, one in there for uh, compassion, which is an aspect of the heart. Right, right program in there for um uh it's a kind of uh anti-anxiety um mm-hmm. uh um signature that mm-hmm. that um that tranquilizes uh anxiety through the heart mm-hmm. um, so it's uh we call it the heart of serenity right. uh so yeah and and in fact i'm working on a program right now for a private client uh that involves, uh, she asked me to create something for her to help her to manifest something that she's right. uh, working on in her career. 
So one of the things that I've discovered over the years is that manifestation uh, mm -hmm. involves the heart uh, because yeah. essentially that when you have a, a, a you've heard various teachers talk about the importance of not just visualizing visualizing mm -hmm. something but with all the senses but also feeling it with the heart and with no question with emotion, right having that emotion in there it really amps it up and that is that's that's really about the heart mm -hmm. and so once i've been i've been working on this signature for, for a while mm -hmm. and it really opens the heart um uh, it's such a heart a strong heart signature and it's not because i'm targeting the heart again it's the signature is around manifestation it's because the reason the heart's getting so uh, activated uh, while I'm working on this is because right. manifestation, which which the uh, program is laser uh, focused on, mm -hmm. manifestation is dependent upon the heart. It's centered in the heart, mm -hmm. uh, and because that's where your life force energy and your consciousness are coming through. Right. And, um, uh, so it is really sort of the the power station of manifestation. One of the things right. I know is um, when the heart gets activated mm -hmm. really powerfully people think that it's just you know it's this it's it's all emotion and and the sense of love in the beginning it's not like that in the beginning right. it's very relaxed mm -hmm. it also feels like i'm going to fall asleep mm -hmm. because when the heart's opened like that apparently it has a clearing effect mm -hmm. and it's so relaxing you end up um, it, it can it can actually kind of fall asleep, uh, but then eventually it turns into a very energizing uh, experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, the one thing I've noticed with it is that you know if you're because I worked on it right up to my bedtime, mm -hmm. it ended up being so stimulating. I it, I didn't get a lot of sleep because of it. Uh, oh, wow. So obviously mm -hmm. you know. Uh, uh, Things of a stimulating nature are best stayed uh, for you know uh, hours before bedtime. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, when I'm working on these things in the lab, mm -hmm. often I don't. I can't, um, in order to get them done on a certain time, I can't just stop. Right, uh, I know. I have to yeah. keep working. And so I, I, I I'm, one of the um, outcomes of the work that I do is that sometimes my sleep patterns are disrupted. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that happened today. But yes, definitely, it, it has a, a, a pronounced effect on the heart. Yeah, that's great, Amber. Thank you very much. And and uh, I'm sure we only have a couple minutes left, but uh, it's got to affect intuition. Absolutely. Um, you know, right. like I said, yeah, and it, it depends on the program, right? So it depends right, on... Right. Uh, it's not like we have one program that's one size fits all and it does everything. Right. It strengthens the immune system, it awakens the pineal gland, it gets you in deep states of meditation, makes you have great sex, mm -hmm. and it makes you enlightened and do the pole vault, uh, you know, record, uh, uh, you know, world record pole vault. Now, and there's no, uh, as far as I know, there's no such thing as one size fits all. So we have multiple different programs, but yes. Um, we do have another program uh, called Pineal Awakening that works with mm -hmm. the pineal gland, and that ends up having a very powerful uh, effect on the intuition. Mm, thank you. Fascinating. Thank you so much, Eric Thompson, owner of Subtle Energy Services. We appreciate what you're doing for sure. Thank you. Thank you, Carol.
and you've been listening to the matter of the heart i've been your host carol check out the website certainly eric's show will be on that website in in uh, in a few days uh www.thematteroftheheart.com and uh, have a beautiful day Thank you.